and welcome back to another fun and fine episode of Give Me Five, the part of the show where, or excuse me, the episode in the show where I've got five questions for you. Uh, Gary, you've got five questions for me. We don't know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. And uh, Gary, this week, I've done the impossible. I brought forth a guest. Therefore, that demands that I go first. So that way I can ease your mind of who on earth this possible mystery guest may be. Can I guess? You may not. Gary, for this week's oh. game, <laughs> I am bringing in the backups. I am bringing in some aid for this week's game. It is a mystery guest who you know well and whom you will have to defeat, have to defeat twice, twice in the next, the next three, three weeks, weeks in order to beat them. I am very excited to bring to the show Gary's girlfriend, Jesse. No way. <laughs> yes. Jesse, are you there, baby? Yes. All right, perfect. As uh, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get you on to the podcast. I'm glad you had the free time in order to do this, Jesse. We thank you very much. And, oh yeah. And I very much hope that you can beat Gary because nothing, nothing in this world brings me as much joy beyond uh, seeing Gary lose. It doesn't have to be like everything in life, just these stupid little games. I like I love seeing him eat pancakes, which I'm sure you had to deal with any of the after effects on that. So as we may or may not have discussed on the show, you two met while working at Starbucks. How very cute. But now I shall be bringing your past smack dab into the middle of the ring. I will be giving oh, no. you a list of ingredients found in popular Starbucks drinks. Now, some oh. of these may intermix, but know that I am indeed looking for one drink. So take some heed before buzzing in. Your name is your buzzer. And again, I will give you the list of ingredients as close as I could find them to the specific drink I'm looking for here. Because, you know, there's not a big old website specifically saying what it is that you guys have for your, uh, for your methodologies. So uh, if you both guess and miss, we move on. First to three drinks correctly wins the week. Are you both Man, ready? She, you know, she's still a, a current employee, so she's got no. like a year on me, but Is it's she? all good. It's no. okay. No, that, no, that can't possibly. No. What? Oh, God. That would be unfair, Gary. That would just be just so blatantly disrespectful. I'm no. like an encyclopedia. Uh, no, I. you do not know the standard. The standard. She, ooh, she even puts it in. It's the standard. I love it. All right. Here we go. We will begin with our first drink. Remember, you only get one guess, and your name is your buzzer. Just name it oh, in. Oh, jeez. Yes. Here we go. First, first drink. One cup of milk. Marshmallows are optional. Two. Is that hot chocolate? Oh, I'm supposed to use my name. Yes. Shoot. Okay, continue. Uh, Sorry. Get- <laughs> right, Gary, Gary, I just said "guh," so I'm, I'm gonna let you uh, list one more okay, ingredient. Okay, two tablespoons of whipped cream, three tablespoons of white chocolate. Uh, white cho- chocolate. Oh, okay, Gary. White hot chocolate. That is gonna be a. I'm gonna go and list the final ingredient and give Jesse a chance to do this, and I will let you two duke it out as to whether or not Gary got it correctly. Uh, And finally, one and a half ounces of espresso, or one tablespoon of instant espresso, plus three tablespoons of hot water to dissolve. I didn't get it right. She got it right. Jesse. Jesse. 
Is it uh, white chocolate mocha? She is on the board, and I think mm. that that Gary even gave it up. He said yes. And yeah, I was referring to just a hot chocolate with white mocha. Wow, wow, wow. All wow, right, wow. first one, first point goes to Jesse. Jesse, I love this. I absolutely Yes, <laughs> I love it too. Let's keep it going. Let's, all right, here we go. Two tea bags, one a half cup of water, one half or a half cup of whole milk, four teaspoons of honey, powdered cinnamon, and powdered nutmeg. Gary, go ahead, Gary. Um, well, I would have liked to know the tea bags, but I'm just gonna say. A Royal English breakfast latte. You know, I didn't realize I should have. Yeah, you're right. I should have given the tea bags, but you are incorrect. Uh, Jesse. Uh, well, if Gary said, I'll say London Fog latte. Mm. You both are incorrect. I was looking for a Starbucks chai tea latte. Okay, that was my second oh. guess. Dang it. Oh, yeah, because uh, the, the organic chai gets cinnamon, doesn't it? Oh. There we go. It's been a while. It has been a while. I love this. I love that both of you too know what this is. All right. Here let we go. it be known that Jesse's a bad employee. She doesn't know <gasps> anything about stuff. Hey, let wow. it be known that if I wanted Gary fired, I would have gotten fired. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Here we go. Um, next one. Let's see. Where do I want to start? Let's start with whipped cream, powdered cinnamon. Three to four teaspoons of cinnamon dolce syrup, one cup of whole milk, and one small espresso. Gary. Gary. Uh, a, a cinnamon dolce latte. He is on the board. Oh my goodness. Jess, you really didn't, you, you didn't hear that coming? So, yeah, just give that one to Gary. He needs a he needs a pity he point. He needs it. So she is gratuitously giving it to him, even though in spite of our technical difficulties. God bless him. God bless her. We are going to move on to our next one, even though she knew it. She stone cold knew it. Let's move on to our next. Yeah, I'm a humanitarian. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we move to our next one. Here we go. Two passion tea bags. 16 ounces of boiling water, ice cubes, two tablespoons of vanilla syrup, and four ounces of lemonade. Uh, uh, Jesse? Jesse. Uh, is it just supposed to be a passion tea lemonade? Yes, it is. You Jess. got me with the boiling water. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's for the, the tea bag. <laughs> Oh, Are my. these like people making them at home? Yes, I, I, because I doubt they're that, life hacks. Yes, life hacks. Because I, I tried as I might. <laughs> Weird as this may sound, Starbucks is not being open and honest about how what their recipes are for all these. So these are as close as I could possibly get to them. I realize that they're not exactly what you guys have, but I, I was hoping that they'd be close enough. And thus far, we've been pretty pretty close, it sounds like. Yeah, there was yeah. enough context in that one for sure. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Next one. Could be a winning winning point here for Jesse. Gary. A potential clencher. Gary needs two no way. in order to get this. Oh, geez. 
here we I'm go. I'm used to winning yeah, absolutely. Um, As against you Gary. God, so. I, I love Jesse. I need to do a podcast with Jesse. I love this. This is Let's She actually it. is. She, she beats me <laughs> in a lot of games, man. All you right. know, she, she beat me at poker handedly. Yeah. Mm, she's got to join our game. Here we go. One tablespoon of whipped cream, two-thirds a cup of heavy cream, one cup of whole milk, Ew. What? <laughs> or, or dairy-free alternative, whatever you want. One cup of chocolate chips. What? And two teaspoons of peppermint syrup. Any, either one of you want to uh, venture a guess? Jesse? Jesse? Is it a... Three? It doesn't say anything about... Okay, is it a peppermint hot chocolate? With a score of three to one, no! Jesse takes home the Starbucks Cupo win. She gets her own little jar and, and thing, in spite of the technical difficulties. In spite wow. of it all, it's a true underdog story. She, I don't even think she's worked a day of her life in Starbucks. And yet somehow, some way. Yeah, she, actually, I work for Dutch. So. Oh, there we go. There we go. See, she, it's, a, it's a competitor. There we go. Uh, Gary, Jess, I know that uh, your birthday is in about a week, but um, I actually have plans. Forget it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's call, oh, okay. let's call the whole thing off. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for completing leg one. Do you, do you mind coming back to us for next week to, to maybe do an unsurprised visit on Gary and, and see if he can uh, if he can beat you then? Oh heck yeah, yeah. Let's give him another chance. Yeah, let's let's give him another. God, I love her. <laughs> I love her. No, this is fantastic. Hey, 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 careful. Oh, careful sorry. You're, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. sorry. In a, in a respectful manner. That is. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. We'll see you next week. Uh, and uh, hopefully the best of luck to you and the rest of your day. Bye, thank you. Jesse. Right. Bye, Gary. I'll see you. <laughs> All right. Move on to your question there, Gary. After getting completely walloped, which you know what's funny mm. down, I thought that I might win because she it, she can be forgetful and and mm. like and stutter sometimes. So I was like, oh, I got this in the bag. But I digress. So uh, with this podcast, we've done a lot of Netflix movies, and this year Netflix has released a flood of movies so yeah, far. This question is 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 kind of a two parter. Yeah, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So how many Netflix original movies do you think have come out this year, more or less? than 50. Oh, what month? Oh, wow. I know that they were supposed to do one a week. There's about what? Average of four, I guess four and a half, five. So for 22 is five. I think it's under. I think it's under, but it's probably close. I know that they said a movie a week and there's only 52 weeks in a year, but they've actually had 62 movies as of Jeez. this being recorded come out Jeez, this year. Oh, yeah. Geez. Now, a, a, a bonus. How many of them have we watched? More or less than five? On that one, I would go... I, I'm now going to go over. That that one sounds about right. Mm. We have actually watched one less, and I'm including next week's movie. That is The Woman in the Window. We've got The Woman in the Window, The Dig, The White Tiger, and Pieces of a Woman. Those are the Netflix movies that we watched this year. And... I realized I just messed up because I was going to say, can you name them? But I just named them for you. So there you go. There we go. I for your information. Thank Big you Big so supporters much. of Netflix. I appreciate <laughs> it. It wouldn't be the first time either one of us has made a mistake yeah. reading our questions. Here we go. Gary, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a, 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 an article uh, okay. that I found on Twitter. So go ahead and uh, get out your phone uh, because it, it really does merit actually looking at it. Um, 
uh, about a, an article about a wonderful model who, due to a rare condition, has a hundred pound leg. She has a hundred pound leg. Now, uh, I'm trying to find your name here on Twitter, but uh, now she maintains that in spite of the rare condition, she won't amputate the leg. Which, you know, makes sense, and I can't say I disagree with her. I mean, it's a, it's a friggin' leg. Um, and I, if I'm, I'm, I myself would consider having the plug pulled after I lost a friggin' kneecap. I'm so dumb. But it makes me ask you this, Gary. If you were to have her condition, and I did finally finagle my way to actually Oh my you, god, I'm yeah. looking at it right yes. now. This is, it's, wow. It's ne- otherworldly. By the time this comes out, I'll have retweeted this. But would you consider amputating your leg if you had her condition? And additionally, what is the furthest your body would that you would consider amputating? So like, you know, a leg, a toe, nothing, uh, maybe half your body. What, what, where mm. would you go? What is the extreme? Well, okay, so first of all, if I had her condition, I, I would amputate that. You know, I'm all about body positivity, but I'm like, this thing is... It's, it's it's massive. It's it's not it's an under, like, I didn't undersell this, did I? Like it's it's massive. It's no, it's incredible. It looks like a four hundred pound leg. Yes, yeah, somebody but, somebody could live with this, and yeah. I I'm absolutely in awe and shock of of how well somebody can. Yeah, do. yeah. Well, what's even weirder is that the rest of her body is completely normal. Then there's this like like four legs and one leg. I I don't even know. Yeah, I I would, and then I would just try to get a a prosthetic or something. You know, call you yeah. peg leg, Gary. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if you get if you get your leg cut off, they let you you know go to sports games and and stuff like that. You, sure. you get free stuff at Disneyland, all that fun stuff. Um, the furthest I would go, um, I, I would amputate a limb. I guess it would depend on the problem, but like, I I would really want it to be legs. Um, I use my arms and hands a lot. You know, I, I would at least want to be able to play wheelchair basketball and and type. So if I, if it was something drastic enough, I would be cool with being an upper half. Um, but just if you could leave my bojangles, that would be cool. Absolutely. But you know, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, your turn, Gary. So last night uh, we got to go play some poker the game that you and friend of the podcast luke taught me i was very happy to have some chaperones there with me and so in honor of that i went up and i just got some poker fun facts here man some of them are true some of them are false i have a list right here and you just got to tell me which ones are true and which ones are the poker facts that i made up okay i i'm a little worried but go ahead yeah, so uh, number one, the Birdcage Theater in Arizona once hosted a poker game that lasted eight years. True or false? A tournament, you said? Uh, a game. This is from like, a, yeah, a WordPress. Uh, this guy really likes poker. I'm Don't know how go, accurate it is. I'm going to go with true. You are absolutely right. It is true. Um, it is said that the game lasted eight years, five months, and three days. It started in 1881. So there we go. That is yeah. absolutely insane. But of course, in 1881, what better things did you have to do? All right, next one. I know, right? Next one. Uh, playing any type of poker is currently outlawed in one third of the British Commonwealth. Doesn't oh. say which countries, but you know what? They they can be pious. I'm gonna say that that's I'm gonna say that that's false. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, you sniffed me out, man. It is false, but you know I did use the word Commonwealth. Uh, Might have got you there. <laughs> Yeah, Next that is one. a very fancy word, yes. Uh, poker was listed as the favorite quote-unquote after-dinner game of 16 of the last 17 presidents. Oh. 
Yeah, I, w- I would say yes. I would say yes. It's a very manly, manly game. I would say yes. Well, mm. I, I sniffed you out there. That is one that Gary made up with his creative brain. Very I don't know nice what the after-dinner games are, right? Um, weirdly enough, I would assume that Obama would play poker, but George Bush wouldn't. Anyways, number four. Former President Richard Nixon, staying on this theme, funded his very first political campaign for Congress with money that he won from poker. I'm going to go... Well, he's not a crook, so I'm going to go with false. This is, according to legend, true. Wow. That, you know, it was his first congressional campaign. Apparently, he was an exceptionally good poker player. And last but not least, one poker player once used his wife as a stake in a poker game and lost. And then the wife split up with him and went with the winner. And they ended up getting married. I mean, that's a that's a plot for Honeymoon in Vegas. uh, (laughs) But I'm going to go with false. It is true. And there's even a Seattle Times article about the game. It was um, a a guy, Andre Karpov, bet his wife and lost. And then she left him for the winner. So gambling can be a problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLING if you have a problem. Wow. (laughs) And there you have it. All right, Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game My Sister Gifted Me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? I am so ready, man. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Which former husband of Madonna directed the man from uncle um uh, let's say guy Ritchie. you are absolutely true (laughs) wow what way to go what yes wow you are correct um guy Ritchie is correct in which james bond movie did ben washaw take over the role of q skyfall Two for two. Very mm, impressive. I, I love Skyfall, man. Yeah, it's a I, great movie. I love Skyfall, too. Who plays the title role in the 2012 movie Dread? Carl Urban. Wow. We hit yeah, you. Yeah, that's what, Dude, you've got me in my Slumdog Millionaire. I happen to know all of these. All right. This one, this one's you're, you're going to miss. I'd, I'd bet my, my left testy. Which organization does Bobby work for in Two Guns? The FBI. The DEA. <laughs> the oh. DEA. Not, not too bad, yeah. Yes. Uh, in which movie can Adam Sandler be found playing ice ice hockey and golf? Happy Gilmore. There we go. And you have happy, secured happy yourself Gilmore. at least a tie. A tie. All right. And then one more for that win, and I'm hoping you don't get it. In which all-star 2018 movie... Do the eight main actors have a total of four Oscars, two Emmys, nine Grammys, six Golden Globes, five BAFTAs, and ten SAGs? In which All-Star 2018 movie do the eight main actors have all those accolades? Uh, You said actors, but I'm going to maybe say actresses, and it's Ocean's 8? It is Ocean's 8. And you have a winning week. Way to go. Here we go. Name Retribution for my girlfriend embarrassing me on this podcast. Absolutely. Name one of the songs Tom Hanks and Robert Logia 
dance to on the piano in the movie Big? Um, Chopsticks. Yeah. No, not Chopsticks. You're, I'm thinking you're of... absolutely correct. What? It is Chopsticks. Oh my god. What? Or Heart what? and Soul. <laughs> oh, Heart and Soul. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right. Next one. And last one, actually. You've only got one I can't wrong. Believe this, this, will be a, this will be a record-setting A record-breaking week, week man. You. Have I never gone eight for eight before? You never. No, no. You've never gone I eight. think I've gone like six and two, maybe. So, right, yeah. Six and two is as close as you've gotten, as far as I am I'm can off the top of my head remember. Who provides the, Roy, the voice, excuse me, of Peter Rabbit in the 2018 movie um, that I know you have not seen? That I know for a fact you have not seen. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Um, I was gonna say Ben Wishaw, but he does. He does Paddington. Um, let's go with Tom Holland. I know it's not him, but wow! And for the week, you have an astounding six and. Did I get it? No. Oh, who yeah. is it? Who who, it's who does James the voice? James Corden. Oh, yeah, you just gotta think okay. of like quirky okay. British actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, your turn. Okay. All right, so I, after our recent friendly wager on the Knicks Hawks series, yes, uh, which the Hawks week. won, yeah, they um, they definitely uh, very handedly won. I am on the hook now for watching the first five Saw movies, which I will definitely do. Um, I though I, first this is a two parter. I want you to guess which one I like the best and why. First of all, so give me that. Which one do you think I like the best? Oh man! See, you like you like bad stuff too. So I'm gonna guess that you like. Oh man, I'm gonna go with Saw. It's either Saw Five or Saw One. I'm gonna go with like Saw. F- I'm gonna go with like Saw. F- oh, I'm gonna go with Saw One. Saw. Okay, a, a fair bet. You know, I I, I do have a, a sucker spot for origin movies that made people successful. So there's that. And I want to come up right now with another wager on one of these playoff series <laughs> that will either have me on the hook for the rest of the song movies. There's two more that I haven't seen or make you finally watch the, the Conjuring movies. So as we speak, the Mavericks and Clippers are playing. I did not check the score. I think the Clippers will win. Do you think Dallas will win? Or do we need to look at some other playoff series? Because there, there's quite a few. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you the first two Conjuring movies for your final two Saw movies. And I'll take the Mavericks. You'll take Dallas? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So by the end of recording, man, we'll know. We'll okay. Know. There we'll we know. go. All right. There we yeah, go. I, I will go on the record saying that I want Dallas to win. Um, but I don't think that they will. Um, do I. So there we go. I don't think yeah. they will. But I, I figure it's fair <laughs> is as fair goes. There we go. All right. Um, what else do I need to do? We have Gary. Uh, the LA Times has an interesting article that has highlighted the difficulties surrounding the creation of the film we watched this week, A Quiet Place 2. There were many difficulties, including a pandemic pushback date, whether or not Krasinski would return as director, and even whether or not to sequelize, quote unquote, the film in the first place. Gary, this has me thinking, what is the greatest success you have ever realized off of something you've built and had a sequel on? An idea, a concept, maybe even something you actually made, but what is something you felt success in and maybe found a successful way to sequelize it? Hmm. I was thinking about some of the scripts that 
that I've written, and this is right online with it. I mean, does it count if I haven't made the sequel yet? But I th I love what I wrote so much the first time that I'm like, oh, this could this could totally be something again. Sure, sure, why not? Okay, okay, okay. Because I I wrote a script about a uh, a sugar baby and a sugar mama who go into space and save the world. It is a big budget sci-fi that I highly doubt will ever be made, but I liked it so much that I feel very strongly that these characters can keep going and go save the universe in a different way. It's like a screwball comedy, and um, I've, I've outlined it a little bit. A lot of potential there, a lot of potential. I hope that somewhat answers it. All right, way to yeah. go. Your turn, Gary. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Um, speaking of headlines, I've got one for you. I'm going to read you this headline, then I'm going to ask your opinion after giving you mine. Okay, here's the headline. A romance author's muse becomes his real-life love interest. Kimberly Stevenson was a fan of John Murray's books. After they connected on social media, he became her biggest admirer. I think this is creepy. I think this is creepy on hell for both sides. I think it's creepy for an author to have a fan who he then is like, hmm, I, I could probably boink her. And then they end up getting married. And I think it's creepy for a fan to do that to an author. But a lot of people seem to think it's pretty cute. What do you think about this? Man, I think... Man, that is... Uh, that's something. I think... I think it's... it's... Look, if there was a movie made off of that, I think that there's a way that you could do this to where it comes across as normal, as it's just love. A horror movie. Oh. A horror movie. Where <laughs> I think it'd be fine. I think it'd be fine. And we can just I, I, I would go with the fact that they're married now, as long as it doesn't end in a weird like the author's now dead. I think it's fine. Look, a, a lot of people like who who is Jeff Bezos going to ever date? or marry again to that doesn't know that he's Jeff Bezos. So I, I think that there are times where you just, you like somebody, yes, you come in knowing the qualities that they do. And look, a talent is attractive. I mean, I would know. People people come up to me and flock to me, you know, time in and time again, because they're just like, Philip, they your do. voice. I just, no, I'm kidding. I Please, as if. Um, but anyways, the uh, the people, uh, a talent, it really is. Like, there are people that, like, that you, you perhaps would not find as attractive, but whenever you see them in their element, whether it be painting, dancing, uh, swimming, doing a basketball like whatever it is that god put them on their on this planet to do so to speak and they're just in their element it's fully attractive so if it's writing and you're just drawn to the person's writing and then it leads to you finding a fondness for the person as a whole way to go you do you all right uh my last one gary since the pandemic many restaurants and dining options have been hit hard but one way they've managed to hit back is by creating ghost restaurants. For instance, Taco Taco Burrito Burrito, Burrito Classico, and Thank You Mex are all ghost restaurants that do not exist, but are all housed by Maria's Takeira in Boston. With Maria's being one of the restaurants saying the strategy is working by helping their restaurant show up more frequently in online search results and increases their chance on making a sale, uh, with these ghost restaurants making up 10% of Maria's sales, Gary, which phrase best describes this sales strategy? Shady and deceitful or smart and effective? Okay, so uh, uh, 
I don't understand. Like, are, are are these like actual real life restaurants that have that name, but are secretly part of the larger the larger thing, or they've just made up those words and put them correct. online? You're absolutely correct. So let's put a put a name. Let's say it's Lenny's Burgers is the restaurant you've been. It's been around for forty years, and everybody goes around to Lenny's Burgers or something. And then on Grubhub or or Uber Eats or DoorDash, whatever, they have Lenny's Burgers as well as. Ralph's Burgers or Big Boy Burgers or Buns and Burgers, whatever it is. And it's all being serviced by Lenny's Burgers. Um, I, I feel like there's probably somebody in business or economics or advertising who could explain to me why this is shady. But I'm honestly like, hey, it sounds like you're working within the rules and you're being innovative. So I, I forget the second phrase, the positive phrase. The smart and effective? Smart and effective, man. Yeah, smart and effective. I mean, these businesses were hit hard by the pandemic and they and they figured out a way to keep making money, man. So right. I'm going to say it's, it's, it's pretty smart. Yeah, I think so. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Your last question here, Gary. Someone's gonna find a way to cancel me. Be like, oh, did you know that eight thousand baby dies, babies died because of this? Gary, great job. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Right. Okay. Last one. Speaking of news, when I was looking through my Times app to find headlines for inspiration, as I do every week for Give Me Five, I noticed that the back arrow had been moved from the top left of my screen to the bottom left of my screen. I didn't notice it for a long time. I kept on closing and reopening the app because I thought it was messed up. And it took me a long time to figure out. It still threw me off just as much. It made making my Gimme 5 take way longer, and it generally ruined a solid three to four minutes of my day that I'm never going to get back because the stupid times made one change where the back arrow is put on the bottom left, which wow. uh, I guess it's like a browser, but I don't know. I, I didn't like it. So what's something I could do to you right now, today, that would have a similar effect, that would ruin a solid three to four minutes of your day, and you'd get over it, but you'd be like, that was absurd. Third, and I hated it. If, if, oh, if you were to somehow tell me that my premium YouTube account no forced me to go through one ad, so instead of like the three ads that everybody else has to go with, it still forced me to listen and watch through one ad, I would probably, I would get over it, but man, would I be pissed about it. I would be so I feel pissed that. about it. And I, it's so funny. I've been now without ads on YouTube for so long, and I use it so often that I, I just absolutely would be pummeled now. And and I, I anytime I see ads from somebody else, I'm I, it blows my mind where I'm like, oh, that's right, YouTube has ads, and I just forget. But that, there I'm go. very jealous. How how much do you pay for that? I pay quite a lot, but once you get, wow. yeah, I pay about like eighteen. I, I use I use YouTube an eighteen dollar amount. I use YouTube a lot. Yeah, I, honestly, and here's the here's the benefit is that I I think it was like thirteen for myself, but it was eighteen for like a family plan, and you get like three other people, or maybe four, three to five other people. Oh, that's actually pretty good. It's really good. It's really good. Am, am I am I part of your family? Uh, you're not. Would you say you're not? I I'm already full. I uh, trust me. I had a mut a lot of contenders for that first. Uh, for those first couple slots but uh but yes i would definitely say that it is worth the money to me because of how much youtube i watch and i would suggest that if you i i would i would say it's more valuable than dare i say even like hulu oh 100 agree yeah 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 absolutely 
Find a way to write that off on your taxes. All right. Uh, That is our last question. There we go. That is it for this week. Uh, We next week are going to be watching something on Netflix, much to what you alluded to earlier in the former episode there, Gary. Uh, Lady or woman in the window. Something about a woman in a window in a house. She can't get out of it. Window woman. Yeah. Window woman. Woning. Whoa. Women. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Hit the woe on the woman. Or no, that's probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyways, we will be watching that next week. Make sure to come back and listen to us for that. Of course, listen to all of our old archived episodes. They may sound old, but in fact, they are all fresh because they are time encapsulated. And you can go and Mm -hmm. listen to them as well as other weeks where Gary does not win. Those are very fun weeks. Well, I guess. And there are other weeks where we don't get Jesse on the podcast, but there's, I think, another one where she is. And then, of course, next week we will have her back. So continue to listen for Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Amaran. Thanks for listening to uh, to us on everywhere that you can get your podcasts, except for Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Pandora.